This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. We might not hear about elder abuse very often, but the government believes up to 10% of older Australians suffer abuse every year. And it's often difficult for older migrants who face additional barriers when it comes to reporting the abuse. There are ways to get help. This report from Audrey Bouget and Olga Klepova. When we hear elder abuse, we might first think of physical abuse, but it can take many forms. The most common is financial abuse. It can be stealing money from an older person, forcing them to change their will, or forging their signature on a bank document. There's also psychological, emotional and sexual abuse. Basically, elder abuse happens when somebody causes harm or distress to an older person whom they are supposed to have a relationship of trust with. Very often, isolation makes older people more vulnerable. Alexander Abramov is an aged care manager. He says that being an older migrant can increase the chances of social isolation. It is a language barrier. It is a misunderstanding of or lack of knowledge of the service system. Um, because the service system in Russia, where they've come from, or from China, or from Europe, where they've come from, uh, is, is totally different to, to what it is here. It's isolation, it's lack of confidence in asking. We've always argued that social support is such an important part because it keeps people connected with not only their own community, but, but uh, information from outside of that community. People talk. This vulnerability can make older people targets of abuse by strangers and often their own family. Victoria's Elder Abuse Prevention Association says in 90% of cases, the abuser is a family member. Greg Marnie, the CEO of Advocare, a Western Australian organisation supporting older people, says the abusers are mostly adult children. An abuser, in the case of elder abuse, can be anyone, but overwhelmingly the research, both from the experience at my organisation, Advocare, and through the research elsewhere, shows that sons and daughters, or stepsons and stepdaughters, are the most likely abusers of older people. There's also abuse by other relatives, such as grandsons, granddaughters, nephews, nieces, the spouse sometimes. For older people with a multicultural background, language can add another barrier. Aged care manager Alexander Abramov says language abilities limit the network of older migrants and also limits their understanding of financial or legal decisions. You can imagine someone that doesn't have a big network of people and relies on one or two people. It's very easy for those people um, to uh, you know, get the old person to sign something that they didn't understand what they're signing um, or uh, they're a big bother to the person and even though the, uh, the carer in inverted commas is supposed to be helping the person stay at home, uh, what they're in fact doing is they're waiting for that person basically to die uh, and, and providing very minimal support. Reporting abuse is also harder if the victim doesn't speak much English. Advocates Greg Marnie explains that's why organisations like his use independent translators. A real issue we sometimes encounter when we're dealing with a migrant who's got an elder abuse problem is we need to talk to them to find out the information. And quite often it's a relative 
who or someone who's very close to the family who wants to be the translator. And the problem with that is we can't be 100% sure that what's being translated to us is exactly the right information or whether the person who's doing the translation isn't perhaps being 100% uh, accurate in the translation. So that always uh, is a bit of a risk. So we always try to get an independent uh, translator when we're talking to someone who can't speak English. So there are resources in English, but also in several other languages to help seniors. Each state has an organisation supporting victims of elder abuse. Advocates Greg Marnie recommends calling their helpline. Almost all states also have an elder abuse helpline, so people can call the elder abuse helpline um, in their own state or even another state, and they'll be able to get some good help through calling those numbers. And but the most important thing I think is that you don't have to just uh, take the abuse. Uh, you, it's not normal to be abused as you get older, and it's important that you do something about it. And if you can't call the helpline, there are other people whom you can confide in, like your GP, a religious leader, or a friend you trust. Melissa Chaplin is a solicitor at the New South Wales Senior Right Service. She wants to make sure older people understand their right to make their own decisions. It's important to be aware that as we age, we still have rights, and we still have the right to make our own decisions and communicate those decisions. Um, we get varying levels of capacity, but we're able to continue to make decisions uh, that we understand the consequences of. And also, it's important that older people be aware that there are services out there where they can get free legal advice and assistance and information, so that they continue to exercise those rights and manage their affairs for as long. As they're able to. If you think that you or somebody you know is a victim of elder abuse, call your state's elder abuse helpline to get support. You can find their phone numbers on the website myagedcare.gov.au. This report was prepared by Audrey Bouget and Olga Klepova and read by Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.